0: What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here with Casey, and we are recording our second episode of the day because we could not wait to talk about episode 12 of The Walking Dead. And in this one, we find out the truth about Stephanie, not Stephanie, and Max, who is also not Stephanie, and just so much, so much stuff. But, um, Yeah, so we start out this episode with Max telling Eugene her side of the story. And we find out that basically what happened is she's in the Commonwealth and she's apparently this big science nerd, similar to Eugene, and they threw away some radio parts that were, you know, they thought weren't working and weren't worth it. She picks them up. She's able to fix them. And that's when we start seeing the conversation between her and Eugene from her side of things, you know, and looking at her telling this, this story, she really did seem genuinely interested in him and happy to be communicating with him. And she set up this meeting at the rail yard thinking that they would meet and she would actually leave the commonwealth you know and it just so happens that big brother mercer finds the radio and tells her that he spent his day investigating a breach a communications breach and that someone i guess lance has heard her side of the conversation you know setting up the meet with eugene at the rail yard but of course at that time they didn't know it was her i don't i don't think From what I gather, they still don't know it was her. Mercer knew it was her. Mercer knows, but of course, yeah. But I don't think Lance knows it was her. They just know it was a a breach from somewhere. And um, they used it to bring in Shira, Stephanie, not Stephanie, to infiltrate Eugene, find out as much information as she could. And Max... Had no clue what was going on until the day that we saw, you know, her approach the ice cream stand when Eugene first got let into the Commonwealth. And then when he asked her about the Rocky Road, she recognizes his voice and realizes he's there. But then she sees this other girl who kind of sort of looks like her and he's calling her Stephanie. And she kind of puts two and two together. And, you know, when she's telling this story, it's interesting because... This whole thing started with us finding out about Eugene's heartbreak and him having to reconcile the fact that there was actually another person that he was supposed to be talking to. Right. And she's really upset because Eugene didn't realize it wasn't her. And and you know what? And that was going to be my thing. Because in the beginning, when he first met Stephanie and they were talking about ice cream, she didn't even order the ice cream that, she said she liked you know what I mean the ice cream mm-hmm. that they initially got was not the ice cream they had been talking about so in my mind I'm like you ain't paying attention to the details like she said I, I like this I don't like this I like this I don't like this mm-hmm. so what what so I was confused right even me would be like oh remember when we talked about such and such remember when we said such and such something in, in me would have triggered like Wait a minute. We talked about this. We I think we've said was just excited to be meeting her. And then even Max says when she was talking to her, she was like, you know, I see you standing there with this girl who looks like me using my words and my voice. So she apparently even disguised her voice to sound like Max. Right. And like, enough. you know. Disguised it enough. Cause you're know, right. on the radio and, 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 in I mean, ain't no, ain't no denying you do. I mean, just some of those little things that he should have been, you know, if he wasn't so a girl's talking to me, a girl's talking to me, he would, he would have known within the first 10 minutes it was not. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I'm not even going to go so far as to say, it's just the fact that it's a girl talking to him. It's the fact that it's the person he's been communicating with for months now, like, She is a living, breathing thing in front of him. And I think he even says it in in the episode later on when he goes back to talk to Max. He was like, "I I was really trying to convince myself that our connection was real, like that I didn't imagine the whole thing. And for someone who comes from Eugene's background, like he tells her, you know, he's always been different. And people treated him in that way. And, you know, he just, he doesn't take cues. He doesn't, like, I've said this before. I feel like he has, like, one of those social, he's, like, socially awkward in in that sense. And he just doesn't pick up social cues. He doesn't pick up things that would be obvious to you or me or to one of the other people. It's just, like, even when things are very obviously staring him in the face, he doesn't pick it up. Like, the whole time he was trying to declare his love for Rosita. He didn't pick up on the fact that she was uncomfortable and that she was trying to steer him away from that conversation because she didn't want to hurt his feelings. Like he didn't get that. So I think it was just basically he was just happy that, oh, my God, Stephanie actually does exist. You know, and not only that, she didn't set me up because remember, he goes to the rail yard and they get bombarded by the Commonwealth. He's thinking, oh, she set me up. and then. To finally meet her and to have her, like he said, the fact that she didn't turn away from him or she didn't push him away, that was a huge thing for him. So I think even if he had really paid attention to Max when he spoke to her, and you know, I was looking at the, um, the after the show and Angela King said one of the things that they did with Max's scenes is they didn't reuse the old footage they reshot the same scenes but they reshot it in a different way so that we could see it from max's point of view because right. when we looked at it from eugene's point of view and he spoke to her and said is that rocky roll it looked like she just looked at him like why are you talking to me and then turned off when from mm-hmm. her point of view she was shocked about the fact that this is the person she's been talking to and he's here but she right. wasn't the one who brought she was like oh yeah let me let me stay away from that. Like she said, once they figured out that there was a breach, really, what could she do without getting right. herself in trouble? And she could she wouldn't have been able to say anything to him because he would have immediately recognized her damn voice. Mm-hmm. Immediately. Mm-hmm. Even though Stephanie, not Stephanie was, you know, playing the role. But if you don't talk to somebody for hours upon end about everything under the sun, mm-hmm. if you, somebody come up and like, oh, I'm Casey. And the voice is all silent, but then you finally talk to me like, wait a minute. I know that voice. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Memory will bring it back to you like, wait a minute. You know how you can hear a voicemail and be like, oh, that's such and such mm-hmm. because you talked to that person so many times. Right. So, had she said anything, she couldn't have spoken in that moment. She had to turn around and, you know. And just then go. you never know too what would have happened if she had spoken in that moment. And then especially us now knowing that Stephanie, not Stephanie was a spy or a plant or whatever you want to call it. If Max had said something at that point, she could have gotten arrested for that communications breach. Yeah. And then, you know, who knows what would have happened? Because that's the one thing Mercer says when he finds the radio. And he says, please tell me you weren't thinking about meeting a stranger at a rail yard, he said, Max, it's dangerous for for the Commonwealth, but especially for you and me. What does he mean by that? Like, why is it so right. much more dangerous for the two of them than it is for the rest of the community? That, mm. like, that was one of those things that made me wonder like, okay, so that whole ideal that we had that Mercer is, you know, that there's more to Mercer. Than we think, mm-hmm. that line made me think that even more. So, like, the way that he put it, you know, he was like, "But especially dangerous for you and me." Why is that? It, 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 maybe it's where they came from. We, uh, you know, we still don't know no really backstory on them, you know, and how they came to be into the Commonwealth. So it could be something. You know, along those lines. Because as we know, based on what she said, Stephanie was her mom's name. So her mom's not here anymore. So who mm-hmm. knows what circumstances led to that mm-hmm. to say, hey, we're going to be in the Commonwealth. And now, you know, your brother done moved up in the ranks of the military. You mm-hmm. know, so mm-hmm. now he's in a a, a position where, yeah, he, you're lucky he's the one that found you you know, found out that she was doing what she was doing. Because yeah. he probably heard the tapes in the media. That's my goddamn sister. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he, he know her voice. Came into the apartment went straight to to it. Like. Then, to use their mama name. Right. Right. So that right there, you know, I, I, I'm already doing you a favor because she'll be turning your ass in. But you're mm-hmm. So we're going to let this ride, but you need to quit talking. Right. And poor and Eugene, that, and look, he's just. That's another reason why, you know, in the interrogation, Eugene was like, I mean, Mercy was so hard on Eugene. Like, you trying to get something from my sister. <laughs> and Eugene's like, So that big guy in the orange uniform that hates me, that's your brother? And she's like, She's trying to explain it to him. And Eugene, I guess at this point, he was like, So you're Stephanie? And she's like, There is no Stephanie, I'm Max. And Eugene was like, okay, you know what? This is too much for me. I got to go. Bye. And he just takes off. And she looks so hurt. But at the same time, it's like, like I said, I feel so weird about the fact that this episode really was about him being betrayed and hurt. And then somehow it ended up being about her. You know, she was mad at him because he stalked off and he went to go apologize to her. I'm like dude you got betrayed in a way worse way like yeah i understand she's hurt because you didn't you didn't recognize And i mean listening to their conversation their little geeky conversation it was so sweet because she obviously is into all the same kind of things that he is right but at the same time they used that information to get to him i think he's a little bit more betrayed than you are right now and i yeah. i just kind of hate that they kind of turned it around so that he's apologizing to her and trying to make amends to her. And he did bring up, you know, when he had his conversation with Rosita, he brought up the same point that I brought up in the last episode. You know, he was like, I was thinking about how I lied to you when we first met about who I was about Washington, DC. And he was thinking about that too. Like, okay, you know what? I lied in a huge way and they still forgave me. They still gave me another chance and they were still my friends, you know, because it took a long time for Abraham to forgive him, but he eventually did, you know? So I think that was why he ended up going back to Max and, you know, bringing her the ice cream as a peace token and, (laughs) and, and doing the apology, which I understand why he did that. Yes, but I still feel really weird about the fact that they took it from it being a betrayal of his to making it seem like he betrayed her because he didn't recognize her but this girl he never job well yeah and then he never seen her it's not like he saw her and knew what she looked like he never heard her voice so when i meet you and i'm like oh is that rocky bro whatever you never spoke so I, i i get it you should. Because you, she should understand, number one, how he feel because you realized there was a wrong Stephanie, too. You That's also part. realized that, but you realized that in the beginning. Dean mm-hmm. didn't realize that to the end. Mm-hmm. So you already had a heads up on what the fuck was going on. And you kept that to yourself. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm heartbroken, sitting in the alley, burning my manuscript and, 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 and all my flyers. Now you want to peek your goddamn head around. About, oh, no. right. I didn't kill my book now. Nah, shit. But he has committed every just about every text to memory. So he's gonna, you know, she's gonna get a chance to read that book. I, I don't know. I, I like the fact that I feel like he gets a chance to start again and in a more genuine way this time. I don't know where that's going to lead because he is still Eugene and part of Alexandria and she is the assistant to the governor of the Commonwealth. But you know what? In my mind she knows something is wrong. Out Because as much as she is a part of the higher echelon she was still trying to leave. Mm -hmm. Even though it was going just to meet him if it would have won but you don't think she would have gone back to Alexandria with him? Okay, so yeah. you're already of the mindset that I got to go already there and then so- like I said there is the mysterious way that she was telling Tyler I'm just like you I'm just like you when he had her by the throat I'm just like you I'm just like you did mm-hmm. she mean that she was part of the lower class or did she mean she was part of the resistance, resistance. or she could have meant both because yeah this is the Commonwealth but um yeah so I like that Eugene got an explanation and yeah. I got I, I like that the explanation made sense I still feel bad for him but I have a little hope for him that maybe he can find some happiness out of this after all and then who knows because max knows what um you know what they used to get through to him you know she knows how they lied and and you know did all of that stuff now Mm -hmm. she really knows that there's something going on so if there is a resistance and if there is something to uncover she may be a part of that now and we've already said mercer seems like he's got this kind of duality going on like in public he is the face of the commonwealth as far as the security the military but in the background, they moving bodies without you knowing. Moving bodies without you knowing, and then even just, you know, he's playing the game. You know, when they make this trip to Alexandria and Daryl is not in the Commonwealth suit, Daryl is in his regular clothes. And Mercer's, you know, he's looking at certain things. Like when they first get to Alexandria, and uh Aaron is taking Governor Milton on the tour, she asked the question about how do you keep, you know, how do you keep things from, from failing? How do you keep the walls from falling? And Daryl says, it's a lot of work. You know, there were a couple of times we didn't. And Mercer says, you were one of the leaders here? And Daryl's like, yeah, I, I guess you can say that. But, you know, mm-hmm. we all were, you know. And that's one of the things I think I liked about this episode because, of course, we have Pamela Milton and Lance, and they're coming to... Check out the communities because apparently they want to bring these communities into the Commonwealth fold. Now, Alexandria is already kind of sort of there because they're offering aid to Alexandria. And Alexandria's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, we'll go and, um, you know, we'll go and contribute to the Commonwealth while y'all are helping to rebuild our neighborhoods. And apparently they've offered this to the Hilltop and to Oceanside as well, which, okay, before we get on any of this other stuff, I need to ask a question about Oceanside. How is it that Rachel is the one in charge and where the hell is Cindy? Because I haven't <laughs> seen Cindy since they killed a rot. I, I said the same thing. So. She was in a different hood. But that is just like, so maybe, maybe, maybe. Cindy is in the same place that Luke is in. And Virgin. And Virgil can't well, is it had to have been some weeks at least because Elijah in this episode was running like normal. Like he wasn't yeah. hurt anymore from the meridian fight. So it had to have been at least a few weeks, maybe a few months. Yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, I was just wondering. I was like, okay, so they keep showing Rachel. And isn't Rachel the little kid that couldn't stand tara i thought so so she done grow it up <laughs> but, years. okay so i i don't know cindy is just i don't know maybe cindy went to go look for heath who knows um uh, <laughs> you yeah. know they're going on an adventure. i they, they're somewhere because luke is missing in action and there was somebody else i was thinking about and i was like where is this person i i, I can't is remember He. Sydney there was somebody else I was thinking I was like there's another face that I'm missing but I can't think of it right now it'll come to me later you know we already know Michonne is missing we know Negan is missing we know Rick is missing so okay but um yeah so anyway the whole thing with pamela milton coming to alexandria and trying to make a pact with oceanside and hilltop and it's it's interesting because the oceanside is like yeah so we talked to maggie and she hasn't entered this agreement with you guys and we have an agreement with her so until she makes an agreement with you then we're not going to make an agreement with you because we have an agreement with her and i was like oh okay this is interesting so i think it's like this episode was trying to um They were really focusing on the female leaders of of these groups because even with the whole thing with Pamela Milton going to Alexandria and seeing Deanna's photo, I wondered if they were going to play that whole thing about them knowing each other because they both were in politics. They were both in the Senate. And so she would have had to have known Deanna at some point. So when they brought that in and they talked about her and Daryl talked about, you know, she built this place for us and blah, 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 blah. Mm. The chatter that I have been seeing online is people have been feeling like, oh, y'all just so disrespectful to Rick because nobody mentioned him in this episode. Nobody mentioned the contributions he made to, to uh, to the communities and stuff. And I'm like, they weren't even talking in the context of what Rick contributed. They were talking about the leaders of the community And let's be real. Yes, Rick was the leader of our group. But when it came to Alexandria, that was Deanna's place. She was the one who established that. And yes, they took information that Maggie got from Georgie and they made the crops and they built the windmill and they Mm -hmm. did all of that. Rick had nothing to do with that. And that was the point I think they were making with this episode. It's like they didn't mention Rick because he wasn't part of all of that. Right. So it was, I think they were basically contrasting the way the leadership was between Pamela Milton, between Maggie and what she learned from Deanna and Georgie. And one of the contrasts that you see a lot in this episode is just the differences between the two women. Because you can see when they when they get together and they go hunting, you can see that there is a mutual respect for each other. Pamela yes. respects Maggie. And I think Maggie respects Pamela for what she's been able to do. But there are some things about the way Pamela leads that Maggie is not comfortable with and she does not like. And she points them, you know, she, Maggie doesn't hold her tongue. She points it out to Pamela. She was like, you dress better than your people. You live in a bigger, you live in a better house. You drive a better car. Like you're getting chaperoned around and chauffeured around. And I'm looking in the background at this, you know, she and Lance are in this camper. She's got a, she's got a crochet tablecloth and she's got fresh flowers and like, she's living in a whole different world. Meanwhile, Maggie is out here on the road with her people fighting walkers and getting dirty and getting grubby and I just don't see Pamela Milton doing that you know Pamela Milton comes hunting and she's got the hunting gear and she's got the little hunting cap and she's got her proper rifle and her her riding and her hunting boots and it's just such a contrast yeah Maggie sees the classism already like I'm out here on the ground with my people you got a military I I'm the military I'm the president I'm the cook I'm the uh, Hunter, I'm the the mother. You, the mother, I'm, I'm everything out here, and mm-hmm. you ride around in your fancy ass truck with your uh, let's go hunting by ourselves, bitch, and with and, your guard and Maggie is over it. You can, and you can tell from all their conversations. Maggie is like, bitch, <laughs> no, what? no, ma'am, yeah, and 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 it took a lot of convincing for Maggie. And she was almost there, almost there, till she saw the fucking military. And, and not were, only that, Daryl got in line. That I think that was what it was, because at the beginning when she asked them, "Why do you trust them?" and Daryl says, "Who does? Who who says we exactly. does? When do I ever?" Mm-hmm. And it's clear Daryl doesn't trust them. But again, I think that there is a mutual respect between him and Mercer. Mm-hmm. Because they've had to do the things that they do for their communities. But I think like Mercy saying that, you know, learning that Daryl was one of the leaders of leader. the community or considered a leader in the community. It's kind of like, really, this lone wolf? But yeah, if you think about it, Daryl is one of the leaders. Like, they look up to him. They trust him. Yeah. to Yeah, like but what- at the end of the day, even though um, um, Daryl is talking to Maggie and she's like, why do you trust them? He you know, them kids are safe. Mm-hmm. That's his like u- ultimate goal for Daryl is making sure he a good uncle and make sure them kids are straight because all the stuff that he went through trying to get in the military to get a better job mm-hmm. to be able to move them to the nicer place is for them. Because remember mm-hmm. he said, so when Alexandria is fixed, do y'all want to go home? They're like, no, we want to stay here. Yeah. So everything that Daryl is doing is for them kids. Because mm-hmm. we, know, we know this ain't Daryl being no damn military man, uh, you know, in, in the damn uh, plastic suit. Mm-mm. He looked so comfortable to, to this week. You know what I mean? But it, but to go back and that's what Mercer said. Yeah, you out of uniform, but uh, you're still part of this. Right. right. I don't give a damn you ain't got that uniform, get your ass in line. But, but the thing too is, he wasn't saying it in that sense, I think. Like, Mercer was I like, yeah, you wasn't. know what? He's, he's He said, rem- because he went to him, he said, remember, they're always watching. It was kind of like a warning, but I don't think it was like a stern one. I feel like it was a friendly warning, like, yo, we all got a part to play. And he says that early in the episode, he was like, you got your part to play, I got mine. He said, the only reason why you're not in that uniform now is because somebody thought that it would look better. Right. Which, you know, so again, I think... Here's the other thing I I think about Mercer. I think Mercer is seeing the differences between the Alexandrians and the Commonwealth. Mm -hmm. And he sees not necessarily the attitudes as in they have an attitude, but their mindset. They -hmm. have a totally different mindset from the people in the Commonwealth. Just like when he's talking to Daryl about the community and he says, what did you do before all of this? And Daryl said, doesn't matter. At least not here, it doesn't. And he says that very pointedly for a reason. Here in our communities, it doesn't matter if you were the president of the United States or if you were a custodian in the swamp. We are all equal. We are all the same. We all treat each other the same. We all work as hard as the next person does. We all pitch in and do our part. And that's not something you see in the Commonwealth because there are these different levels of, hierarchy of classism of everything that was basically telling mercer here none of that matters here we right. don't care about that and when mercer looks he's just like hmm that's the look he's giving him because daryl's like it doesn't matter here not to us anyway it might matter to other people like it might matter to y'all what we did before this but we don't care you know yep mercer and princess gonna end up in Alexandria at the end <laughs> i hope so because because <laughs> i think from what i heard i i don't think their comic book ending is very happy oh it's not oh i don't I, I don't think yeah. so so I've, I've never read it so i your guess is as good as mine yeah i i don't know i don't know they they gonna have a bunch of uh, military babies <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, this Pamela Milton person. She's she's I don't know. She's interesting because they're they're in they're Indiana's house that looks like Deanna's old house. I think it was, and she's talking. Why her was yeah, and she's talking to Daryl, and you know, she was like, um, she's talking about the way the the place was run, and she says, well, you know but it fell anyway. And Daryl was like, and we built it back up. She was like, it fell more than once. He was like several times and we always brought it back. And she looked really surprised. Like y'all would continue fighting for this. Like y'all don't understand what that community has been through. That community has had a horde go through it. What? Three times, maybe more than that. Huge herds. The the wolves. I don't even. I, I wouldn't even consider the the wolves. I'm thinking more so when that huge herd. You remember the quarry herd that oh, came through yeah. there yeah. when Carl got his eyes shot out, and we were just talking about this mm-hmm. in the last episode with Rick <laughs> going out, and then this was right after Daryl, Abraham, and Sasha ran into the Savior, so he had that big, um, bazooka. The, yeah, the grenade launcher, whatever, and yeah. So they had a herd go through then. They had to rebuild it. Um, because that was also when the bell tower fell. They done been through some shit in this place. They done been through some shit. The whispers done went through there. The wolves came through, the saviors and the um scavengers came through. Like the saviors pretty much bombed the place. So, yeah, they and every single time they've built it back up, except for this last time with the whispers. And that's because they were already on you know dire straits there right so but just I don't know her attitude when she sees all of this and you know I'm listening to what she tells Maggie and you know she's like yeah we're well, hearing your stories and you know seeing what happens and that that All that's convincing me is that there's a natural order to things that needs to be restored. No, it's not. The natural order is what fucks shit up in the first place. Right. And then if you notice, when Pamela was talking to Daryl and he asked about, she asked, I'm sorry, about how Deanna died Mm -hmm. and he was like, you know, she got bit and he was like, did you have to put her down? Right. Daryl was like. Or did she turn? And Aaron was like, we had to put her down. Yeah so yeah so that's something she's afraid of right there. yeah definitely definitely despite her face I was like oh okay it's good for them right but if you think about it Aaron wasn't telling the truth or or that was a writer mistake because that's not what killed Deanna not really Deanna fell on that saw and she got injured and then she sacrificed herself Remember that. Remember, they were fighting the walkers, trying to get away, Mm -hmm. and there was there was a saw, there was a circular saw, and she fell backwards on it and injured herself. Mm -hmm. That's why they did. Yeah, but that wasn't that wasn't what what Uh, ultimately. I mean, no, because she sacrificed herself. Yeah, you know, but yeah, so I, I mean, it's just I don't see Pamela doing that for her Hell people. Hell no. She ain't said for nothing. You but I don't thing? know. It's like... I a badass son of hers. Girl, when she told Max at the beginning, when Max was going down her memory lane trip to Eugene and she was asking Pamela, she was like, is there anything else I can get for you? Ice cream? Tea? And Pamela's like, "Uh, what did she say? She's getting her uh, spoiled son in line. Yeah, I was like, really? Max, have the bank cut off Sebastian's credit line. So maybe that'll get him in shape. I was like, you know. are we really still, like, this is so weird. Are we still talking about cutting off, like, allowances? And it's, uh, I don't know. And our kids kid is just concerned about eating horse meat. <laughs> The fact that Judas sent that candy. <laughs> Megan was like, Oh God. Child, that baby probably ain't never had candy. Never. <laughs> He's never had candy. Judas was like, I can't let my boy go out like this. Right. <laughs> Judas was like, Yeah, care okay. cuz, sending you love from afar. <laughs> okay. Like, get something good in your belly one time. One. I know oh my goodness but um I think it's interesting because like you were saying Maggie was almost convinced Mm -hmm. and I feel like Pamela's Pamela was saying the right words Lance more so was saying the right words when he was Mm -hmm. talking about you know think about what these communities could be you know you could take herschel to the movies at the com or drop him off at a concert at the commonwealth right taking him to a doctor at alexandria which we know doctors don't have a good track record on That's right. <laughs> so, but you know he was like you know getting getting on a port a boat at a port in oceanside and going somewhere up the coast to another port what's there another school a university and she mm-hmm. says we try, I tried to build it and I don't know if she meant in Meridian or if she meant in one of the other communities because remember mm. she was in another community before Meridian that fell she never said how it fell we assume it has to do with people but we never find out the particulars of that community but she says you know I tried to build it she tried to build a future for Herschel and you know Lance says think about that future and think about 50,000 Commonwealth soldiers helping to build that for you and i really think that almost convinced her but like you said once she saw that military after that breach because she she was because after they came back diane said you know we really this is really helping so she was convinced in that moment Mm -hmm. in that moment she was like yes let me let me take care of my people let me let me make sure they're they're good they're okay but from that moment to the second she saw Mercer, Daryl, and that get in line, and that, you know, what did she say? Everything has a cost. Mm-hmm. Everything has a cost. And she's not willing to pay that off. No, Unfortunately, so. she lost some of her people because of it. But, yeah. but, but the wrong. other thing, too, is I feel like she then, understands that, you know, the same way they took those walkers out. If they decide to fall out of line, they can do the same thing to them. Right. And Maggie's like, um, hell no, we're not doing that. I'm and I will say this. This is the other interesting thing I found. Um, so Lydia is living at the hilltop with them. Mm-hmm. And I find that really interesting because Lydia does Lydia didn't know Maggie, but she chose to stay at the hilltop rather than go with Daryl and Carol. To the comedy Or even Aaron and staying in. Um, um, Alexandria. Yeah. I find it very interesting.
1: Because she did not
0: know it. the story of Maggie and Nina, though. Uh, she had to have known that. Which surprised. Well. I don't know. I guess I just find it weird. Like you would go stay with Maggie in the hilltop. And you didn't even. You didn't know her before all of this. True sure. So I don't know that that was just a that was a weird choice to me. Maybe it's a brunette thing. Could be or I don't know. Maybe maybe I don't know. Maybe Maggie took to her because she reminded her of Enid. Oh, you know, so I don't know. But um, okay. so we got to go talk about. Carzekiel because he came through with the surgery for her. Fucking man day. let me tell you about this first of all he's getting he's getting there. just a checkup and then Tommy comes in and is like okay yeah so no food before the start no food the day of and blah 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 jerry's like yo uh this is a regular checkup he was like no he's having surgery on friday morning uh how did that happen uh who cares how it happened I'm glad it did we're gonna take good care of you Ezekiel and Jerry was like uh what about his debt oh it's been clear Jerry you can always co- count on Jerry to come through with the ecstatic behavior because he, was like, he yes <laughs> and he called him boss again so I didn't feel so weird because like I said when he called him Ezekiel it just sounded so weird like no king Ezekiel and no boss it was just Ezekiel I was like this is <laughs> weird. But um it's so funny because when Ezekiel is in his in his little apartment, he's cooking and he's not you know, he's not focused on his food because he's, he's just thinking about his luck. and Carol comes in and immediately goes into like mother. Okay. Yeah. You're burning the food. You know, she's like, hey, 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 like, Oh, I smell food burning. What you got going on in there? Yeah. Let me, let me come on in and, and take care of this. And it's so funny because she just nonchalantly and without any subtlety at all, I was like so jerry said you had a had an appointment did anything come up so you yeah you just... funny thing is i'm scheduled for surgery my dad has been cleared she's like oh that's good that's good and he was like wait mm-hmm. th- what did you do and she couldn't even this is the funny thing everybody keeps talking about how her and ezekiel don't have no chemistry and they don't they both knew when to call each other's bluff because he sat down in the sun. She was like, Yeah, that's great. That's great. He was looking like, Hold mm, up. Nah. What did you do? And she was like, I did. She couldn't even get it out. I didn't do anything. She was like, Hornsby, owe me a favor. Yeah, she couldn't even lie to him. She couldn't even lie to him because he would have seen right through it. But he gets upset about it because, you know, Ezekiel is one of those people like, He was a good leader for a reason. Like he always put his people first and he's upset about this because he's like, it's cheating. I just got bumped to the front of the line. There are people who have been there for years waiting. And I love the line that she says to him because she was like, so what? We're supposed to just let you die because the system is broken. And he was like, it's cheating. And she says, lesser men have been given more and not done anything with it. You are not a lesser man. Mm. I was like, oh, you okay. to your wife. say that one more time. But yeah, and I feel like if Ezekiel gets this surgery, which we already see he's been rolled into surgery. Now I will tell you this, if they take him into surgery and he doesn't make it, I'm gonna be pissed. Pissed. I, I, to- I haven't even looked at any of these leaked photos from last week to see if he was in any of those pictures. I haven't even looked. I, I, I might need to go do that now that I'm thinking, of, but no, did, did you find I, the picture of what's on the wall at Alexandria? Did you find that picture? I did not. No. I did I not. I, I do too, but I, I think I'm going to wait. I, I just want to be, um I want to be surprised. So when Casey and I went to Sonoya this weekend And we did the tour right there at the gate of Alexandria. There is another sign painted on the gate, but it was covered. But we think it has something to do with the Commonwealth. So I don't know, especially after watching this episode with Lance going to Alexandria and then especially what happens at the end, you know, Pamela is about to pull out because Maggie has said no. So that means no hilltop, no Oceanside, but Aaron still wants Alexandria as part of the deal because he wants Alexandria fixed. And, you know, that's the one thing when he and Lance are riding together and Lance is pissed off because Oceanside blinded him by saying they weren't going to be part of Pat. He was like, he was like, what use are you if you're not going to give me the information? Aaron was like, don't you dare. Pretend like Alexandria means more to you than it does to me. I'm like Alex- uh, Aaron is probably one of the only original people from Alexandria still left. Yeah, that was and he all, has done oh. right, and he has done everything he can to make sure Alexandria stays standing. I mean, they were in the middle of a freaking storm fighting walkers, and he was like, "No, we gotta go fix the, we gotta go fix the gate, we gotta go put out the fire in the windmill." Aaron is not giving up on Alexandria. So at this point, he's like, okay, so are, are we good? Even though Maggie said no, like, are, are we still good? Lance is like, yeah, we're good. So I I have a feeling that sign has something to do with the Commonwealth. Yeah. You and, know? We know, and we know based on what the first or second episode that there's a time jump. So we know that Maggie opted out, but apparently they're going back for something because remember the time jump and maggie was like it don't have to be this way and daryl said it do and so see in some kind of i'm way, going to take alexander up, up. Not alexander. and see i don't but, know if i i don't think i don't know if i think that they're going to take try to take the hilltop because one like we've already established there is no way daryl is going to go against maggie like that no way not after everything that they've been through, there's no way he's going to be sit there and be like, yeah, we're, we're you either do this or else. I don't see him doing that unless the kids are in danger. Okay. And Maggie would not let the kids be in danger just to, just to hold her ground. I don't think that would be her. Now we do see that for whatever reason, Lance wants these three communities in commonwealth pretty badly. And Pamela makes an, you know she makes kind of an assumption towards him like yeah I understand why you want these communities because eventually that means somebody's going to have to run them. You know it's almost like he's making a power play to establish his own his own community outside of the commonwealth because like Pamela said when when they were uh, you know, on the way in the beginning of the episode, she was like, this seems like a lot of effort for three small communities. And that's the other thing that bothered me about her when she was talking to Maggie, she kept making, she kept making references to these smaller communities, these many communities, like what, what is 150 small, uh, you know, small state community is going to be against you know it was just kind of like one of those where well we have the numbers you guys are just a little a little piece of the puzzle so it doesn't matter if we have you or not that's kind of the impression i got from her right and that was the other thing that bothered me now lance on the other hand makes it seem like all three of these communities are important to him for some reason And in the preview for next week, you see him sitting behind the desk looking kind of dastardly, you know, like he's about to plot something. What's the smile? I kind of, I don't know. I kind of feel like the whole thing with Daryl and the Commonwealth soldiers and Mercer, I have a feeling that's not exactly what they set it up to be in that, in that time jump. Like, you know how sometimes they'll show us something that gives us mm-hmm. an idea of one thing happening, but it's kind of like an okie doke. Like, yeah, we showed it to you this way, but later it's on we find boy, out yeah. it's actually yeah. That's what I feel like they're doing with this. It's kind of like a mis- that they're they're misdirecting us to make us think that Daryl and Maggie are going to be pitted against each other. I don't think there's any way in hell that would ever happen. So right. it has to be something else. Maybe it has to do with Lance uh trying to undermine pamela as we see he probably is clearly about to do because the way he was shooting at those walkers at the end of the episode i told you facial expression does not change that mother of a what was the creepy face <laughs> yeah uh uh-uh. he just something is going on there and you know looking at the previews from next week we do see where there are there's another community apparently out there that Aaron says we want to try to give them assistance Bruh, why what excuse me not even just the why what kind of assistance are you going to give them your shit is being rebuilt because you don't have anything right now so you have <laughs> the this last new community thing doing is reaching out to anybody like why would you assess a new threat why? well you know what though if they need more allies to fight off the commonwealth if that's what if that's where this is going then yeah i can see them wanting to reach out to somebody but again i i'm just going to have to see because i'm like why are we trying to get more people in and then of course in the preview you see that the commonwealth soldiers are it looks like they're attacking some building i don't know if it's the same building i don't know what's going on but then you see maggie and elijah standing over some bloodied commonwealth soldiers in the road and i'm just like what the fuck is going on what happened Look, what happened we was going for five minutes what, what happened, happened? <laughs> right <laughs> right <laughs> like huh i don't know this whole commonwealth thing is just it's just so weird. And it's almost like I almost, almost, almost want to go to the internet and just look up and see what happened, what happened with the Commonwealth in the comments, but I am not going to do that. Don't do it. But I really like, I'm just like, there's so many different ways that this storyline could go because nothing is as it seems. Even with Pamela, like, yeah. I get that she's like the common, you know, the commonwealth is always first. That's what she tells Lance. But here's the other thing that was interesting. So, you know, I always pick up on people's like the little things that they say that other people might just kind of gloss over whatever. Mm-hmm. So when she's talking to Lance, she says something about you've been a vicious, ambitious all of our lives. I, was, I thought they was going to say they were brother and sister. That's what I was wondering, like, are they brother and sister or are they brother and sister? And he's like the illegitimate son, because you remember her father was president of the United States before the world fell. Mm. So I'm wondering, is it something like that? Or were they married at one point or Mm. there's like, they have a relationship. There's something there because again, she treats him with such disdain. So I feel like there's either a familial tie there or there was once a relationship in it. I i don't know. But don't thinking about them romantical. two in a relationship is weird. I don't see it being romantical. It, it put me in the mind of relative, relatives. Right. You know what I mean? It didn't put me in the mindset of... Uh, you know, they used to be dating or have, it, have any type of relationship. It right. definitely put me in that mindset. Yeah, but that also makes me wonder about his comment where he said, I proved my medal to the Milton family a long time ago. He said that in the last episode to Carol. So now that just makes me wonder even more, like, okay, so how did you prove yourself to the Milton family? What did you do? And- on him it was something creepy (laughs) could be but i mean i don't know but it's it has to be something there for her to make that comment you've been ambitious all our lives you know and she didn't didn't make make that that that's what i was thinking yeah could be but that still wouldn't explain why she has such disdain for him he did something he did something, something he wasn't supposed to do. I'm sure he did something. I'm sure maybe it had something to do with her. Maybe it had something to do with her uncle that got that Connie outed, or you know, that she got kicked out of the um, kicked out of Congress. Maybe, maybe whatever it was that that uncle did, Lance was able to clean it up or make it go away or something. And that's how he proved himself to the Milton family. or I don't know it's just I feel like there's there's a bigger story there especially with the way he's looking after she she kind of talked down to him because she was like I'm not going to pretend like you did this for anything other than for any other reason other than your yourself and he was like I did this for you and she's like yeah whatever and the way he turned around he's gonna kill her and he just walked in the he just walked in the And again, with that same stony, not moving like that same weird facial expression, it's just like, I I don't know, that dude is creepy. Him creepy. And the, and then you know what the, the funny thing is, like at the end of the episode, he just shoot the gun in the air, and we know shoot shotguns bring you know gunshots bring walkers Mm -hmm. and your creepy ass summoning summoning them just so you can shoot them and blow off some steam because this bitch got you crazy nah and then you see how Aaron was like are are you all right i was i was like "Aaron, please don't startle this motherfucker because if he shoots you i'm coming through the tv (laughs) okay so oceanside i have to say this that doggone shot From up under the water of Pamela Milton soaking her feet in the ocean. (laughs) Like, do we need to see that shot? (laughs) I want to see them long toes. Yeah, we need to see that shot. I was like, I I I didn't need to see that. It was such a weird shot. Could have gone my whole life without seeing that. It was so weird. It was so weird. I'm still like this whole Rachel thing is just kind of I'm trying to figure this out. Where the hell is Cindy? Where is she? She oh, went on man. vacation. To where? Um, vacation land. You know what? She lives right by the ocean. What kind of vacation does she need? They probably are the safest from the walkers because I had no walkers coming near water. The, yeah, no. Uh-uh. They could. They also said we couldn't have walkers in the snow and look how it turned up. Those walkers didn't do all that great in the snow. First of all, they got frozen. <laughs> yeah. Second of all, they tried to move while they're frozen and ended up breaking. Yeah. Mm-mm. The rails. Yeah. But Lance's facial expressions, like when Oceanside said that they weren't going to um, sign the pact, he was just like, he looked like he was about to hit something. Like, yo, this boy needs to blow off some steam some kind of way. Yeah, let me go on the woods and shoot walkers. No, I I don't know, he needs to do signs. I think he needs to shoot a lot more than walkers. He needs to I don't know. He needs a whole horde to go after or something. But he going to need Mercer for that. He ain't going to no her by that name. Mm. I I don't know because I will say this, Lance does not strike me as the type to shy away from something like that. Like, I can't see Pamela Milton fighting off walkers the way Maggie was in this episode. I think if Lance had to, he probably could. Because like Carol said, one of the reasons why Lance knows how things work in Commonwealth is because he wasn't always at the top. He started at the bottom. So, I don't think he would have an issue if it came to that, you know? Of course not. Why would he? You know, Pamela Milton, on the other hand, she's just sitting there looking like creepy ass mouth. You know what? But I'm just looking at the way I I have it playing in the background. It's it's on the part where they come where they come across Maggie and Diane and Elijah and uh, Lydia. And they're doing the fighting. And of course, Pamela Milton gets out of the caravan and she looks. But she's just looking like, "Okay, what are you all about to do? Like, why are we stopping? What's going on? And then, of course, she sees Maggie and uh, once Maggie and Daryl hug, they're like, oh, okay, this isn't a threat. And like I said, I think she's impressed with Maggie. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah, you over here doing a damn thing, girl. Right. But it just looks so weird because she's in these nice, clean riding clothes, and Maggie and Lydia and Diane are all like, they all have blood mud on them. People. Their hair is messed up, and they look like mud people. They, they do. They do, but um, I again that Pamela Milton person. She just, well, I don't just trust a, her. As you shouldn't. I don't that, trust that's her. That's not. That's not gonna end well. It's not gonna be the downfall of the CRM, but somebody gonna assassinate her ass. I mean, not CRM. Kind of well. Yeah, but uh, again, I, I have him. The CRM is going to come into play in there some some kind of way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially since we had our uh, Everyday Rick Grimes dressed as a CRM Rick Grimes in Sonoya this, this weekend. Uh, there's a cosplayer in Sonoya. He goes by um, Everyday Rick Grimes. And when I say he is a doppelganger for Andy Lincoln, if you go to our Instagram or Facebook or Twitter pages at Fandom Hybrid, you will see pictures that I posted from this weekend when we went to Sonoya. And I posted a picture with this guy. And when I tell you the the questions I've gotten, like, oh my God, was he that? No, that's that's not him. It's a very, very close lookalike. But somebody else did ask me when they saw the picture, he said, so is this a Spoiler? I said, well, technically, it's not. If you've paid attention to The Walking Dead and you watched The World Beyond, then you will know that Rick is with the CRM. Now, in what capacity? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know if he's a, a captive. We don't know if he's actually one of the soldiers. Um, we do know that, or I will say, we can assume that he is most likely there against his will because I don't see him leaving behind Judith and Michonne on purpose. Like the minute he was healed enough to go home, I would have expected him to go home. But of course they probably have told him, okay, no, we saved your life. So you have to do ABC for us. And if you don't, then we'll go to your home and do whatever, whatever, because we already know the CRM is not beyond destroying folks' homes. So technically speaking- Rick probably is with the CRM. Now, will we find that information out this season? I think we will, but we don't know. I say yes. I think we will. I hope we will. Because you can't tell me Andy just showed up in Atlanta while they're filming the last few episodes and he ain't do nothing. You are not about to, no, I do not. And somebody had to have seen him in something for Everyday Grimes to cosplay as that. Well, I won't say that necessarily because, again, if you watch The World Beyond and if you watch The Walking Dead, that's kind of a natural assumption that he might be part of the CRM. So, I mean, it's a good costume choice. I mean, nobody else is going to do that right now, especially since it hasn't been seen. But why not? Give us some hope. Cause I I will admit I loved seeing him in that uniform. I don't like the CRM at all, but I do like a man in a uniform and <laughs> runs and yeah, I can I can imagine it. He can work it. He can work it. He can work it. So yeah, but um, I don't know. I I still think that is going to come to play. The CRM have to make an appearance. They have to at this point. I don't even care if it's the last five minutes, and that, and then they're telling us the Rick Grimes movie, and whenever, whenever, not twenty twenty four, as Casey says, twenty twenty three. I wouldn't mind getting now. no, because why okay. twenty twenty two. We got Carol Daryl twenty twenty three. We got Maggie, Carol and Daryl, and Maggie and Negan's uh, oh, spinoffs are both coming in twenty twenty three. Oh, then it's gonna be twenty twenty four. No, because here's the thing: Why would Maggie and Negan be in New York City, where the CRM is, or where the CRM headquarters that's was? That's the case as far as the research them lab. Four, them four should go together. It, no, they they're not gonna go together. That no. I know that. They probably are they probably will meet up at some point. But all four of them together, Carol, Daryl, and and Maggie with Negan, Negan would not survive that trip. Hell no. <laughs> he would not survive that trip at all. They'd be like, Yeah, you know what? We know you helped. But um, now that we're thinking about it, we having a little bit of flashbacks of the circle yeah uh-uh <laughs> and he said he my most bullshit yeah mm-hmm. carol and ezekiel are funny because ezekiel's like why would you do that she was like i don't know because i want you to die like duh <laughs> why do you think i did oh <sighs> but i think e- ezekiel just needs suck- Look. That woman got you in there for treatment. Take it. Live to fight another day. Like you were so good for saying in the kingdom. Live Mm -hmm. to fight another day. Mm
1: -hmm. And then you can
0: fix the broken system and all this other stuff. And Because my thing is, and I know it has to do with the fact that they're bringing money into the whole thing. But my thing is, all of y'all are fighting to survive. If y'all have the means to fix these people, fix these people. Mm -hmm. without stipulations yeah you know just just tell them y'all have opioids over here and and get everybody fixed and just be dumb like i don't don't understand why we're going back to this bullshit system that we already know doesn't work but it's been working for this commonwealth in their mind for certain people in the commonwealth but the people who have been sitting there for years waiting for treatment it's not working for them just like that shit doesn't work in this real life now with people having to wait because they can't afford health care or insurance or whatever the case may be right like why would you go back to that because that ensures that certain people are going to be in power and certain people are not True, I, I don't disagree with you. I don't. Oh, I need more Maybe. Eugene and Rosita scenes in my life because it's been place. so wait, long. Wait, wait. Hold on. why she cover up the baby and the baby was woke? <laughs> she didn't because <laughs> they were right near the water. She didn't want the mosquitoes to get to her. Is that what it was? Mosquitoes so baby still exist. Because and, and I'm while well, I'm sitting here tripping, I mean. It could be that that could have been it. I mean, they're sitting right there on the water. What's always around water? Mosquitoes, at least down here, we in the south. So they're they in the north. I, well, yeah, technically, but according according to them. I know. According to them, they in the north. And in the north, we cover up babies even now, even though they ain't sleep. <laughs> yeah, but I I need more Rosita and Eugene scenes. I do. I love their friendship. I love that dynamic, especially since, you know, their their friendship has always been kind of weird, but especially with the uh, three men and a baby type thing, you know, with Sadiq, Father Gabriel and Eugene, just seeing how she related to each one of those men, like They all were different things in her life at that time. Like Sadiq was the baby's father, but they were still close and they were good co-parents. Gabriel was her partner and they related well and took care of Coco and co-parented well with Sadiq. And Eugene was like the, kind of like the third wheel, but he was also her best friend. You know, after everything that they'd gone through, that was the person that was, his best friend, her best friend. And he was still like, okay, if I can't love you the way that I want to love you, then I'm still going to love you and and just be there for you. And I like that dynamic of their relationship, even though I felt sad for Eugene, because I was like, okay, Eugene, you deserve love too. But their friendship has always been an interesting one. Right. And we don't see enough of that. And I was so glad to get this scene. And, you know, just listening to her just kind of, it's different because usually she was the, the not so optimistic one, you know, she was the one that was always kind of really cautious and, you know, not,
1: no, before she
0: had a baby, she was trying to keep safe. yeah, that's true, but I love the way that, you know, she sees something is wrong with him, and she just, yo, Eugene, give it up, what's going on, get it out, right, get it out, Because who's the one person he's going to listen to? Rosita. Rosita Rosita tells him to do something. He's going to do it. But he lied to her. Because I think he realized if he told her the truth about what happened, about Stephanie lying to him so that they could get them there, she would immediately pack up, be on her way with her middle finger up to the Commonwealth as she's walking out the door. If she finds out that they hurt him in order to get them to come there and and they don't even know why, oh, yeah, she's going to be pissed. She's going to be pissed and she's going to be like, oh, y'all manipulated the situation to get us here. Why? Right. What's the, what's the purpose? What's the reason? What do I need to be looking out for? Because, again, Rosita has really good instincts, And unfortunately, I think right now she is a little comfortable because of the stability that it gives her daughter, you know, but um, yeah, I I think he did that really to protect her. That's why he was asking all those questions. Are you happy? So you have hope for the future and you're excited. And he didn't want to break that for her. He didn't want to be the one to be like, okay, yes. So sorry to burst (laughs) your bubble, but... Yeah. It's a creepy man running around. And then how long was Eugene sitting at that, that that lady had all that time to paint his ass? <laughs> Maybe she was painting the background first and then he came and sat on the bench. She was like, oh, okay, I'll just go ahead and add him in. <laughs> but I mean, if, you, I mean, it's his first heartbreak. He probably was sitting there for a while. I mean, what else does he have to do? Sit at, sit at his apartment and mope? No, I mean, do it in the open where everybody can see you. Well, not only that, but I think, it, especially if she had, um, if she had been a regular presence at his apartment, he probably doesn't want to be there because it probably reminds him of her. Oh, He's yeah. just like, okay, you know what? Let me just go somewhere and be alone. Yeah. I and know. Bestie just happened to find him. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, true. True. I'll give you that. I know Herschel with this doggone Mercer helmet. At least he cleaned it of all the Walker uh, blood. Yeah. Okay. okay, And it was so big on that little head. I know. <sighs> I you know what I like this episode, but um, Pamela Milton, man, she there's some shit to come. Some shit about And you know what? I'm gonna say this too. Why do I feel like? lance set up those walkers to come towards the end i don't know i almost feel like he found some way to draw them Mm -hmm. there because if you look at one of the walkers the line that was supposed to be the alarm for them with like the cans and stuff Mm -hmm. it was tied around one of their waist i don't know if he if, if the walker just actually like pushed through it and it just ended up staying stuck on him but the way that she got up when they called Swarm and Lance's look, of course, again, he had that little creepy smile. I was like, did he do that on purpose? Mm. Like to make her see, oh, look what we can offer you. You know, you're always in danger. You're always on alert. Here are our um, our military. They can take care of all of this in one shot. Bam, 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 bam. Threat eliminated. Right. But then, you know, also my thought with the, when they was the cracking off all them damn, but why no more walkers stone? Because so they was using guns rampant. Well, because they only had one, sh- you know, one shot down for the, for the group that was along that little fence line. But y'all, everybody oh, because even like when Pamela used her gun, I'm like, we don't use guns around here. Well, okay, so this is what I'm thinking. So you remember how Alpha had that really, really, really huge horde and they pretty much collected a lot of the walkers and they went over the cliff. I'm thinking they took most of the walkers that were in that area, like especially the large hordes, because that's what Alpha did. Mm-hmm. And that's what Beta did, because remember all of those like thousands of walkers when they were surrounded in that um the building, there were thousands of those walkers that they had to get through and that they pushed over the cliff. So I'm thinking the walkers that are coming around now are probably stragglers, like they're probably not in large hordes and they can take care of the smaller hordes like that. I think the reason why there's so many coming in this episode is because you have the Commonwealth people there, Mm -hmm. they're making more noise, they're fixing things, they're building things, they're pitching tents in the front of the hilltop, they're distributing supplies you know, the military, they're giving them orders. There's a lot more activity, a lot more noise, depending on the way the wind is blowing, the sound is carrying. So the walkers are turning towards that direction. Mm. So that's what I'm thinking. But I'm thinking there's probably not a lot of walkers in that area anymore, because most of them probably were destroyed with Alpha's group. And the ones that are around now are just kind of passing through the area and they just happen to hear something over here oh let's go see what's over here Right, (laughs) and that just yeah I kind of think that's what it is okay could be but yeah I think Maggie I think she really does want something better but at the same time I think Hilltop holds a special place for her as well because Hilltop if you think about it that's really where Maggie started becoming a leader. You know, she kind of, she was kind of learning under Deanna. And then she went over to the hilltop because of course she was in hiding from Megan at the time. Mm -hmm. And most of the hilltop people just kind of gravitated towards her because she has that natural leader instinct. (laughs) And, I just think that place holds those ties for her. And then, you know, like you said, not to mention the fact Glenn is buried there. So she probably still wants to be there to be close to him, you know. And also, I think that may be the thing that maybe she's using that to kind of. um, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the Walker attack in the background Mm -hmm. now that walker that had the rope on him, yeah. that rope was very deliberately tied around his waist. You know, it wasn't just that he walked into it mm. and it fell apart. No, it's actually like tied, looped and knotted. Yes. Mm. Now how somebody would have been able to do that with a walker and all of those cans and stuff, I don't know, but yeah, it's it's very deliberately tied around his waist. Mm. So I don't know. But yeah, like I was saying, as far as Maggie, I I think with the Hilltop, because that's where she kind of established herself as a leader, you know, that's where she, if you think about it too, us talking about Maggie's evolution and, you know, her kind of going from that very quote unquote good person to that kind of person who is in those shades of gray, just like most of the people on the show, that's where she had to make that first hard decision she had to hang gregory because he attacked her in order to make a point that you know this kind of behavior will not stand you can't just attack me and my son and think it's going to be okay and still be walking around you know she had to make that decision she had to make the decision regarding some of the saviors who were there you know they lost people there when the walkers attacked so The Hilltop holds a lot of emotional ties for her. And I think that might be one of the reasons why she wanted to go back because even though Alexandria is there and she was there and she was helping with Deanna, you have to think about it too. Alexandria is where Rick held Negan against her wishes. He allowed Negan to live in Alexandria. And this was after he told her, hey, soon I'm gonna be following you. Yeah, not so much because you did this thing. And and I understand the reasons he did it. You know, he was trying to honor his son's mem- memory. And he was trying to, I think in a way he was trying to do what Daryl talked about, you know, a couple of episodes ago. He was like, what, we keep surviving so we can keep doing this wrong. So we can keep killing right. each other. This is wrong. And I think that was what Carl was trying to say. Right. You know, at some point, somebody has to stop and we have to start doing things a different way and i think that's what rick was trying to do and maggie just wasn't ready to do that at that time absolutely not <laughs> and now she's she's had to deal with things in this world where she's had to make those kinds of hard decisions you know, like okay, old oh boy, that was on the train in, in the Asheron episode. Like, dude, you took off with all the supplies and left, and now you want us to let you in with the walkers behind you? Your ass will be in there just it. because you said sorry? Your yeah, ass will be there. you know. So I, I I think it's interesting that she's there. I think it's going to be interesting to figure out. Like, hopefully, we'll get some kind of explanation as to why she decided to go back to the hilltop. Because, I mean, why not stay in Alexandria and help them fix Alexandria? There's plenty of room for all of y'all. It's not like y'all have a huge community left. Right. You know, because most of her people from Meridian didn't even make it. I think there's a few that I've seen, but Elijah is the only consistent face that we've seen because all of the other consistent faces that we saw from the Meridian group, they're all killed. All of them. So, uh, yeah. But I am curious about this whole Maggie and Daryl confrontation because I still don't think I still don't think that's exactly what it was. I think that was just the way that little clip was presented to us. You know, it had no context. We don't know what was going on. So I'm I'm going to hold out hope because, again, I don't think Daryl would go against Maggie Especially not for no. the Commonwealth. It, there's, there's a reason for that. We haven't figured it out mm-hmm. yet, but there is a reason for it. We're going to figure it out. I, it's going to definitely have something to do with Lance's ass. We already mm-hmm. know. We already know. Because if I you look like- at it in that way, they would actually then have to take Oceanside as well, because they're in alliance with Hilltop. Mm-hmm. So We're we going to have another fucking war? No. Right. Because then Daryl would be going against the thing that he said to Leah. And that's not going to happen. Who is still out there, by the way? That part. (laughs) That part. (laughs) She's still out there somewhere. So I don't think we've seen the last of her, but yeah, I don't know. So what is the age difference between Eugene and Max? Because Max is pretty young. Well, I. (laughs) <laughs> he looks like a sugar daddy with that young tender because you know he got, he got he they grayed him right here yeah he, he, he got, got right a little there. bit of gray but that, that don't mean nothing because I know people who have been prematurely gray and I mean think about it they are in a zombie apocalypse it's not like they have vitamins and all this other stuff to keep them looking a little bit younger they've been living rough for a long time so I don't know I think Eugene given Given his quote unquote credentials that he lied about, but you know, Eugene does have some smarts and I think he did used to teach. I would probably put him at like maybe late thirties, early forties, but Max looks, she looked like she could still be in her twenties, which I guess in a zombie apocalypse age is relative once you get to a certain point, like as long as she's not in her teens it's cool, but it's I just wondered because she looks kind of young to me. And Mercer doesn't look that old. So I'm just curious. The look on your face is hilarious. Me? <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> oh boy, but um I do need them to give her a better wig. They're, they shop at the Tyler Perry store. No, it looks like she took uh, Hope's wig from (laughs) the world beyond and that's what she's wearing. (laughs) They only have one wig. Pass us around. I'm just saying it just that her wig has bothered me ever since we first saw her. It's just, I don't know. It's just weird. Maggie looks so hurt when Diane says she's leaving. She looks like she's about to cry like This is the last person I had. Yeah, Not you. Right. But I mean, like Diane said, she's like, I I can't live like this anymore. And I shouldn't have to. Like, I've been doing this for a long time. I can't. I can't. I'm tired of having blood in my hair. I'm tired of fighting for scraps of food. Like, Maggie came back with those two birds and they were like, this is more than we've had in two weeks. Oh, okay. And I thought by this point they had probably scared all the animals away, but. That's what I thought too. Like, you coming back, y'all went hunting. Y'all found some shit. But I will say this too if the walkers have cleared out of the area, like I suspect, then the game would probably be coming back to the area. Yeah, that makes sense. So, it does. or, or. Pamela and Lance probably brought some extra birds with them and planted them in the forest. I mean, I'm not saying they would do that, but... I, I, how, long, how long have them been out there? You don't think they searched everywhere and looked for chickens and goddamn boars and horses and shit? Right. And all of a sudden, you know... You come. remember There's a swarm up ahead, so while the group is taking care of that, Governor Milton suggested that we go hunting. Huh? Huh? In the middle of a zombie apocalypse, hunting with guns. So again, like I said, you know, the Commonwealth, they, they're one of those communities where they have been sheltered and um, everything has been a little bit easier for them, especially like Governor Melton, because what is she having to do? Nothing. She has a whole armed guard around her. She's riding in a, in a, a, a tank, basically. She's riding in a mi- military vehicle, so she's got protection. She's got the guards. She's got her fancy clothes. So if they get into some real trouble out there on the road, she ain't be able to do shit. Not shit. She'll be able to shoot, but the bullets only last for so long. And you done spent most of those killing walkers and, and hunting on this trip. Yeah. what? Guess what? I'm just saying something ain't right with them. It's not going to be. And something ain't right with this dude for real. He's just. Who you looking at, Lance? Lance, of course. Creepy. I, I don't know. Okay, so let me see. Yeah. That, okay, here's another thing. Where's this church? Because Aaron was walking into a church. And then you have these people coming out. You got somebody who's been attacked. And Elijah's saying, someone we must know sent him. And then they're going into this building. You've got dead Commonwealth soldiers. I don't know. It's I don't know. There's a lot going on in that preview. Mm. There's a lot, a lot. We'll just have to see. We oh, we don't see. I know, I know. So uh, Eugene probably has another friend now. Nance. Now he gonna get something from two girls. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're gonna have to wait for that because, I I think if Max found, I don't know if he would have told Max that he was of the uninitiated. But if he did, and she finds out that he no longer fits that status, then yeah, he might have to wait for a while. because She's gonna be like, oh, not only did you not realize it was me, yeah, it, was it wasn't me, but yeah, we that, gonna see. That might that might have to wait. We gonna see yeah that that wig is really bad it's really bad <laughs> they need some Oops. black hair care people shows that have black people on. You, you need at, at least one hair one one hair spouse. whole other conversation at least one whole other conversation but yeah Let's see, Ezekiel better come back from the surgery because we didn't see him come back. We just saw him go, girl, him telling Jerry, no, no, no pineapple on pizza is not right. I was like, yeah, that's the anesthesia talking. That That's the drugs talking. It <laughs> was like, no. I was like, why is he saying no? Because at first when, when Jerry said that, he was like ice cream and pizza all around. And J- you know, Jerry, Jerry's looking like, yeah. And Ezekiel said, No. I was like, is he telling them that he's not going to do the surgery? Like, it's a little That's bit right. late for that now. Right. And then he was like, no pineapple on pizza. Girl, when I tell you, I started hollering in my house. And saying, you eat pineapple really? on pizza? I do. I, I like the Hawaiian pizza. It's very good. You're nasty. Girl. It's very good. Best thing. I, <laughs> I, I don't it. even see how this happens. I love it. It's it's really good. You have to try it sometime. <laughs> But yeah, it's it'll be good to not worry about Ezekiel. But now I feel like, okay, once he gets this tumor, I feel like he's still going to be in danger, you know? Because we, we talked about it like, yeah, they're probably setting us up like they're going to cure him from, they're going to cure him of cancer just to kill him in some other way. I would be really pissed if they do that, but I have a feeling it's coming. Right. Just because, again, Carol and Daryl spinoff. I don't see her I I just don't see her leaving Ezekiel again not after going through all of this. Right. She's not going to do that voluntarily because there would have to be something major for her to decide okay, you know what, I can't do this anymore. Right. And there is nothing else major left except for him. There there's no child, there's no well, So let's talk about rumors we heard while we were in Sonoya. So while we were doing the location tour, the golf cart tour, we were told of a casting announcement that was made for The Walking Dead. And they are looking for, did he say they were looking for twins, like Mm -hmm. infant twins Mm -hmm. that are biracial or mixed black and something i I don't know if he said it was like black and white mixed black and asian mixed or whatever but it's it's kind of like a mix of yeah something they're looking for some mixed babies to throw in in the bunch and i'm like but they're filming the last like they literally started filming the last episode my god it hurts so much to say that they started filming the last episode this morning so I don't know, maybe those twins are gonna be like a time jump finale type thing. like mm-hmm. we get to see how people are doing in the future. Kind of like kind of like the family picnic scene we saw right after Glenn and Abraham died, you know, when we saw all of them at the table and Sasha was pregnant and all this other stuff. Maybe we'll see something like that, but it'll be an actual like. Oh, maybe Eugene and Stephanie end up. I mean, excuse me, Eugene and Max end up having children, or somebody said Carol and Ezekiel. Because yeah, we know Melissa is in She's her. Not 50s. Leave if she have a baby. You're right. You're right. So so cross them out. And plus, he about to die. You, you know what? I was just about to call you a bad name for saying that. <laughs> but you know. I, I don't know. Maybe we'll get a time jump, and it's Rick and Michelle having more babies. I don't know. I mean, nope. I don't know. I, I do. I a I have enough. No. Have yeah, it could be, could or it could be, be Mercer and Princess. Mercer and yeah, we'll go with Mercer and Princess. <laughs> Mercer and Princess, so they can end up in Alexandria. Yes. You know what? I I like that. I, a, I like that because Mercer's gonna be me. like fuck the commonwealth. Yep, I put a star on He's gonna go live with his princess. hmm Okay. That, I that's like our that. theory. Princess, I like that. Princess and Mercer about to have a baby. Yep. I did hear one other rumor, but we've already agreed we're not speaking on that one. Which one? I'll tell you later. Okay. I don't, <laughs> look, I don't remember. <laughs> we talked about Yeah, topic. we heard some we heard some things this weekend that it was kind of like no, oh, I know what you're talking about. I know to- you know what I'm talking yes. about, okay. Yes, so, yeah, um, we, 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 t- we talked about the fact that somebody leaked set photos that I'm not gonna say what they were, but people have been reposting them without a hashtag, without a spoiler warning. Really, girl, it was all over my timeline what? last week. I was like what is this and why is it oh this is who who's who is posting that so then we found out the source of the pictures and we found out that that was an inadvertent leak (laughs) it's just kind of like oh my god (laughs) we found out a lot of stuff in Sonoya this weekend but uh yeah and then pandemic is coming up next weekend yay still trying to convince Casey to come on you ain't doing that next weekend. Come on. You don't know. You come on. I know you got a vendor event, but you know what? You you can come like before and after, and I'm or sure. Sunday or something. We're gonna figure yeah. it out. Well, Sunday already. We're gonna be back in Sanoya. So yes, we are. We're going back, but this time we're going to the uh, viewing party that the camp, which is another Walking Dead based fan event. Um, they're doing a viewing party at McMaster's barbecue because Nick and Norman's is already sold out because that is the same weekend of pandemic. And everybody who came in for pandemic decided to buy tickets. And this was before I found out about pandemic. So I was like, oh, okay. So yes, we'll be doing some more TWD stuff. Hopefully, we can get some hey. kind of recording. Oh, no, okay. I was thinking, I was like, we just watched the episode. That's the next one. Mm hmm. Yeah. So hopefully we can do some kind of recording next weekend in Sonoya and it actually worked for a change. Longer than Might have to see if I can borrow recording. a video camera from someone. Ugh, right. Just, uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. But we, we got good pictures and there'll be a lot of people there. We know some of the stars will be there. I think um, they may show up or uh, who knows, but and we're going to have to look and see which uh what shirts we're going to wear. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We have, we have um, a little time to try to figure it out, but we're going mm-hmm. to have something good. And this time Casey is going to bring business cards with her. <laughs> <Other than the laughs> because We got a lot masks. of people. <laughs> we got a lot of people who stopped us about our shirts and we actually have matching masks that Casey made. You know, we, she's done this before we had our uh, Mercer and Princess shirts we had our i am megan shirts and um i think there were some other shirts that she's done so yeah we're we're just we're gonna look forward to some fun next weekend and we're gonna wait and see what the hell is going on with the commonwealth and what is lance trying to do and what is going on with all of these dead storm troopers (laughs) And what the hell is going on with the new community? Like, who are these new people? Are these people that we're actually gonna like get to know or are they gonna be there just for one episode and and that's it? One episode. We already dealing with enough. I know. But we already got enough shit going on. But you know, if if they're gonna end up fighting the commonwealth or Lance is doing the resistance, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be another war, number one. And I think the people who we run into or are going to be the ones who kill these Commonwealth soldiers. The same. Might I, that's be. That's my theory right now. Because that one chick who walked out of those doors in that preview, I was like, oh, she looked like somebody you don't want to fuck with. That part. She walked out hard, like, why y'all in my spot? <laughs> fuck y'all won't. Right came to the door. Who the fuck am I No, who came without calling? <laughs> who sure do right. without calling back? <laughs> but here's the other interesting thing too. Father Gabriel was with Aaron. In the preview, Father Gabriel was with Aaron when he said uh, there's a new community we want to reach out to them for some help. Father Gabriel was there. So he's not in the Commonwealth anymore. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see why yep mm, mm, mm. okay cool we're gonna stay tuned on that mm-hmm. yes we will but for now that's it for our show you can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Phantom Hybrid. You can watch our videos on YouTube and listen to us on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.